0: Um this year we've started a series on reformation and this is week 20 oh, of, of 52. And yeah, I know <laughs> thing is zooming by, huh? Um and so today I wanted us to look more at um reformation. Last week we did reformation through uh prayer. Yeah. Uh, Last Wednesday, if you weren't here last Wednesday night, you missed a key to the kingdom on that one. I might try to review a little bit of it today (laughs) if I can give it to you expeditiously because I cannot be up here long today, amen? Mother's got brunches and dinners to eat and and barely cooked eggs. I don't know. (laughs) Dad, do you remember that time I (laughs) brought? My parents wouldn't let me cook on the stove so I could only cook in the microwave. And, you know, my, I have a cooking family, everybody in my family cooks. I mean, cooks, you know, Daddy's a chef, everybody on bail, you name it. I don't, I don't really know too many of my, no, I don't think there's anybody in our family that can't cook. No, nah, not even the young ones. Now some of y'all younger generations, y'all don't fell off, but even our family, the younger ones, they, they keeping it up. So uh, nevertheless, <laughs> for a while I hated cooking, I never wanted to cook. And it all started, I know it did, daddy. From that time I brought you them, that breakfast, you and mommy in bed, and I had slaved in the hot microwave. <laughs> and I made them eggs and bacon and, and, and potato. I put it all in the microwave and I put the toast in the toaster and it was a little burnt, but I just scraped it off and I just put the butter on top and I, and I brought it to them and they was like, oh. <laughs> now most parents, would be like, thank you, that's so sweet. My parents are like, oh, that's so nice, baby, but we can't eat this. <laughs> this bacon not done. <laughs> you supposed to eat it anyway, Mm-mm. We can't eat this, you would kill us, though. we, cannot eat this bacon? <laughs> it is still moving around on the plate, you cannot. <laughs> Uh but I tried after that. I was like, I don't like cooking. I just became the dishwasher. <laughs> then I went to college and I needed to eat. Because <laughs> I was running out of money. And I realized, why am I starving? I know where to get information about cooking. And every day after that, every day at university, Daddy, how do you make and mommy, what does it mean if it's bubbling but then it, it's not bubbling? Now how many how long do you put this in the oven? <laughs> And before you know it, I got the hang of it, and um, uh, it's true to our topic a little bit here. <laughs> so when we started the topic on Reformation, y'all have to forgive me. I keep bouncing back and forth. Focus. I think it's because I dread this topic. It's 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 one of them. See. Okay, so. When we started this series, it was Reformation, and you guys know. For some of you that didn't know, that I, uh, the Lord gave me every week sermon, planned out for 52 weeks in December. So He said, "We're going to do it. So you're Reformation. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it." And we ran through 52 messages in December. Now I cannot remember where these messages are. But it just so happens every week it is the topic that everybody's like, oh, my God, I was just talking to God about that the other day. And I'm like, mm, ain't that the Lord? And so this week I was trying to decide whether I was going to do the service or not because, woo wee I typically don't. And I didn't plan on it. Um, but the way uh, my planning system worked with the room and everything, I plan like a fool. And uh <laughs> And our budget couldn't hold it. And so here I am. Um, and I didn't want to look at the message title before I decided whether I was gonna preach or not. Because I was afraid I'd be biased. Like i would look at the topic and it'd be boring or stupid. I'm like, I don't wanna do that no way. Yes, Minister Hudson, you take it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too much. It's like, too much for me. I can't do it. Go ahead, Minister Monifa. You preach somebody, I don't want that topic, you know. And I was just gonna leave it alone, but I had just had to decide it talking to Minister Hudson and different ones that I needed to do. We made some adjustments in service, and I had to do the service, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So Thursday night, I decided to do it. Friday night, I said, I'm going to look at the topic. Now, I was trying to remember without looking at it, like what was the next one in my notes, but I couldn't remember, and the day kept passing and passing and passing. Until finally, I said, all right, Friday night, I'm looking. I looked it up, pulled it up, and it's on perseverance. I was like, "Ain't that a blip? Ain't that a blip?" So you gonna you gonna hit me like you gonna come for me? <laughs> you gonna come for me? I'm yeah, you know, I'm trying to be obedient You gonna come for me on that? It's not a coming for me. It's to preach on how we are reformed and changed through perseverance. Pulls on every part of me today, and it makes me nervous. It's one thing to have my body. Nothing to have my spirit, you know. And you're going to take my soul into it. You're going to just take it all into this message. You are something else, Jesus. You are something else. Reformation or being changed through perseverance. Last week, we looked at prayer. Um, Thursday night, we had a finance workshop, budgeting. Some of you guys needed to be there, and you were not for shame. For shame, because that's the last one we're doing this year. Um, But in this workshop, we covered some of what, seven basic principles of being wealthy. I got all the books I read, these are the seven things that just keep showing up in every book on wealth. And to their dismay, it was always about character. It had very little to do with investments, it had very little to do with where you put your money how you planned they said if you want to be wealthy there's characteristics in your soul that you need as a person and they say forget whether you work for yourself or you work for a company none of that matters if you don't have and there were seven top things just about character and everybody was dumbfounded at the idea that it's not how much money I'm making that's stopping me. It's not the jobs that I'm taking that's stopping me. It's not the absence of investment that's stopping me. It is literally me that is stopping me from actually being wealthy. And we had to talk a lot. Some of us had some unreal expectations. I was talking to somebody. and said, yes, Pastor, my finance Go, what's your finance Go. I want to be a billionaire. Mm. How old are you? I'm, I'm 37. Mm. It's not going to happen in your lifetime. Do you know how much a billion dollars is? And with that mindset, see telling me, you you can not tell me what I can't do. And that's why you're going to be broke. Cause <laughs> it's not even realistic. You don't even have a concept of a billion. Do you know what a billion dollars, do you know how much a billion dollars is? You don't have a concept of the number, but yeah, you think you're going to get it. That don't work like that. At 30 something years old, millionaire, possible, multi-millionaire possible. At 40 plus, you ain't hit, you know, you looking at single digit millionaire, two millionaire, three millionaire, six, maybe even nine. But 15, 20,000, 20 million, no, 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 no. Nope, nope, no. Nope. bring that way, way down. Y'all don't like hearing this, do you? Some of the reasons why we can't persevere is because we set unrealistic goals you don't want to help me today y'all be setting goals that are weight that are not not realistic you've been wanting to get your money right lose weight go to the gym read your bible have sunday dinners with the family thursdays on the gym you know you got all this i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it all this year that is unrealistic because you weren't able to do one consistently see how it's not a realistic goal y'all don't want to help me today but the Lord, with my faith, He gonna sprinkle. That's not how faith works. Yeah. It's not how faith works. If you haven't been able to do one of the things on your list consistently for at least a year, the idea that you can do more than one consistently is—it's not realistic. Not by will alone. Like maybe you could lose weight if also you got sick for half the year, and then by by chance you can't eat, and now you could also go to the gym and you know save some money. See that but just by willpower alone the way your personality is set up that's what I'm talking about your character is set up and you have not been able to do one of those things on your list for consistently for a whole year trying to do five of them three of them and then when you don't hit the goal how you feel Terrible. horrible you feel like I'm not a good person, nothing I ever do matches, it never works, and I do everything I can, and I can never do it. And the whole time, you just had a way, way unrealistic goal for 365 days. That's good, Pastor. What if we brought that down to a realistic goal, you know, a little baby step? And is the truth for, for well building and any type of success in your life. You can't try to go way up there. You got to bring it down to, you know, can I make it for a couple of weeks? Yeah. Can I pray this week, every day? You know, this month? Can I do it for a month? That's Take it in baby steps versus, you know, and I get it. Some of y'all just love dreaming. I get it. But faith without the will of God is fantasy. And without any real skill set, i definitely tell you it's imagination. Let's look at James chapter 1. This is not going well. It's, you guys are so sad. All of a sudden, I, I didn't plan this right. I should have, I should have, I should have left that other stuff off. You can be a billionaire if you want to. Be. You can be whatever you want to be, baby. You can be just be happy, okay? Because I gotta get the rest of this message. You can be whatever you want. If you want to be a billionaire? You can be a billionaire. <laughs> James chapter one verses two through four. James chapter one verses two through four. I've got. Two scriptures today and a narrative that we covered yesterday. I mean, last week that I think is perfect. No need to rewrite the wheel. But James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, it says something very key. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I think I'm reading the English Standard Version. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. <clears throat> that word steadfastness in the New Testament is also read as um, uh, perseverance. It's read as um, what's my patience. It's the same word. Okay. It's the same word as perseverance, patience, steadfastness. It's all the same word, a mahami or something like that. It's all the same word. And they use different variations for our sake, but it's all perseverance. Uh, So James writes off. He says, now, you should be happy or count it collectively as joy that different trials and tribulations come to you because you know that when this happens, it's testing your faith and that produces perseverance and he says then let perseverance have its full effect what is its full effect well we know at the end of the verse it says that you could be lacking in nothing lacking in nothing would indicate that when you have a need for something you have within you what is needed to fulfill that need because you're not lacking in anything yeah. so i may not have apple but i have apple seeds so i'm not lacking in apples you understand yeah. Okay, but lacking nothing means I'm lacking apples. Do you understand? Or I have all the apples. You don't have a lot of apples. You got seeds. You got stuff to make stuff. Remember, God creates and we do what? We make. In His image, we make stuff from what He has created. And that includes what you make with your soul. That's good, Pastor. And this verse is showing us the processes that we make things happen with our souls. Like, if you wanted to know how do you go from, I'm not that great of a person, to, you know, in Jesus' name, this thing is turning out, you know, I must say, I think the Lord has been all him. You know, you move in that vein. And even if you don't think you're that great, other people go, oh, you're so strong in the Lord. You're like, who, me? He's showing you how that happens and the process. And apparently has a lot to do with testing and trials of what you believe, that word called faith and then that produces perseverance and then per- perseverance gives you everything you might need to do anything you might need to do that's what that verse is saying does that make sense yes, ma'am. Uh, last week we looked at the word faith um, but let, let's, let's go on let's, let's go on let's go to Romans 5 so James 1 and 2 tells us that overall we need to look at all the tests and trials rather than looking at them you're going to Romans 5 3 & 5 Rather than looking at them like, oh, all my life I had to fight. All my life was a struggle. Everything everything never works out for me. Oh, my whole childhood was terrible. I never had anybody, never had nothing. You know, He's saying rather than look at it like that, look at all of it and count it all collectively as joy because this testing of your life has produced steadfastness. And that steadfastness, when it has, does really what it's all supposed to do, will make sure you lack nothing that you need to do what you need to do. Right? So you may not be happy about it at the time. Nobody likes it. But collectively, you get through that rough day, you look and go, Well, that did something, didn't it? That's amazing. I'm hoping at the end of this message I could go, Hmm, that did something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just being honest. I'll be trans you had to get all my transparency today because I'm just trying to survive, okay? (laughs) It says lacking in nothing. Romans five, three and five. Are you there three through five not only that but we rejoice in our sufferings okay here's this joy and testings and trials and sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance same word as perseverance and endurance or perseverance produces character ha ha and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love this is tricky here has been poured into our hearts through the holy spirit who has been given to us this is let's let's unpack this a little bit okay that latter part of the verse is where i got stuck okay now, i know hope doesn't disappoint doesn't put us to shame but then you start talking about how God's love has been poured now, now that that don't make no sense to me okay hope for it makes the heart sick hope doesn't because God's love now to be let's be honest when I'm suffering and I don't have what it is that I need at that moment right I'm not feeling an abundance of God's love am I right it's like oh this is kind of all joy God's working something and I don't really have what it is that I wanted but yeah I feel full of God's love and that's all I need everybody complains because most times fullness of God's love is not all that you needed I know some of you super spiritual. Like, ah, because when I think about the goodness of Jesus, I just, I'm just i perfectly fine after that. Are you? Are you perfectly fine after that? In some cases, but in some cases, not so much. Like a message I said on last week, I was like, yeah, I know everything's going to be all right at the end. But right now, it's okay. The love of God poured into your heart. Like, and then you go, I know the Lord loves me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I do know he loves me. That is not making me feel better about this current suffering and pain. And according to scripture, if I'm reading this right, and maybe I'm reading it wrong, it's supposed to make me feel better. Like the God loves you, yay, more suffering. That's not translating. Because that's how I first read it. Anybody else read it that way? Like, yeah, because don't worry, because his love has been poured out in your heart. So I'm supposed to be happy right now. I ain't I'm broke, i get evicted, I got the notes on the door, did everything fall apart. Yay! Long as God loves me. Yeah. Now, some people act like that's true. Mm-hmm. I've seen them, all right? But the longer that stretches out, oh, no. woo you might act like that the first couple of Sundays. Oh, it's all right, cause I know the Lord won't do something. And then He don't do nothing in a time frame that you felt like was all you could handle. I can only handle a little I can't I can't handle a month. I, I can't I can't fathom two months. Now something gotta be wrong. The whole system shot out. Cause is gonna last six months. No, you did wrong. Somebody did wrong. What the devil? Is? It's the devil, the devil in you, the devil in me, the devil in somewhere, because this is lasting eight months, and I can't handle the Lord know I can't handle eight months. He know I ain't got what it take to handle eight months. Just making sure we all on the same page. Trying to take down some of these little spiritual hypocrisies you got going on. You've been found out. Don't worry, we ain't gonna tell everybody else. Me and the Lord, we know it's just as weak as anybody else. I pray we got this verse wrong. <laughs> we all messed up. <laughs> so we all supposed to be happy about that? Mm-mm. mm-mm. That's the requirement of real faith. I, I ain't going to heaven. I just tell you right now, it's not. I don't think I qualify. Everybody like, oh no, maybe at that time I wasn't going. To. Now, if he start, if I suffered again, I'm sure to short I wouldn't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is not good. So let's unpack these verses, yeah. So we saw earlier that testing of faith produces perseverance, right? Steadfastness or endurance, right? That we saw that. All right. And then it says, now perseverance produces character. Okay, this is going to a good place. Yeah. And then character produces hope. Let's just stop at that point. That's just, let's just look at this much. So the testing of my faith produces perseverance. See, this would indicate that I started with faith. Yeah. See, anybody ever read this, and it says that the, That perseverance comes because of the testing of my faith. But in my mind, I thought because I have faith, I can endure, or I can persevere. Like I would think that the faith is the cause of my perseverance. Like, ooh, I believe in Jesus. I'ma persevere. And how many people say I believe in Jesus and you fail? Oh, I believe in him. I know him. I love him. I'm in it for the win. It. You know, it just be like maybe I don't in my mind faith is what actually is needed to persevere right but this verse is telling us that perseverance is what creates and produces faith <laughs> you got me on this one you got me anybody ever thought about that it's my strong belief that causes me to persevere," he says. "No, it's not. It's your perseverance that gave you a strong belief." Wow. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. I'm. Tr- can you help me help you so we can go home? I need light bulbs to blink off like blue. uh. Bleep, oh, I need everybody to be like blue. I got it. I'm gonna say it again because some people in the reverse balcony back there they did not get it. <laughs> you know, most churches go up. Ours go down in the back. So. <laughs> Nevertheless, in our minds, we do equate that it is my strong belief that fuels my perseverance and endurance. And if I could just increase my faith, then I could find that I can endure longer. This scripture is telling us we've got it backwards. That, do you read the same thing? Endurance produces faith are we reading did I get it right y'all looking at me like I said it like I got it wrong okay okay testing of your faith produces steadfastness okay so you had to have the faith in order to get the steadfastness to get the endurance I'm just making sure I'm reading this correctly and then the testing of your faith produces the perseverance the perseverance produces the character and the character produces hope before the perseverance or before the testing what did I have right. hello yeah. I'm glad you asked because there's a difference between perseverance and persistence oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. similar to there's a difference between desire and faith mm. okay. Okay. okay all right persistence could have a negative connotation perseverance could never have a negative connotation Persistence could be stubbornness, as well as doing something continually good. Perseverance is always good. You ever been constantly trying to do something, trying to make something work, trying to succeed at something, and it's still not working, and you're really not sure if you could keep going down that path or abandon that path altogether? Is it really me or is it you? Who is it that is really, is this a time for me to persevere or is this a time for me to change it up because I got it wrong? Desire is not the same thing as faith. And sometimes it's very hard for us to distinguish between a strong want of something so much where we could see it, imagine it, envision it. And I'm sure we can find it in scripture. Everything can be found in scripture. Every perfect desire and noble desire and every a base and abomination desire can be found in scripture. Just because you read it in scripture does not mean it is for you. Even if some of the patriarchs did it, doesn't mean it was supposed to be done. That's good. That's good. Just so you know, you got to read these things in context. They're black, but the Bible promotes slavery. Bob, Bob don't promote it because it talk about it. <laughs> it doesn't promote it because it tells slaves how to endure slavery. Right. Nevertheless, persistence can have a negative connotation, whereas perseverance cannot. To be persistent at something means that you are doing the same action over and over and over again in order to get the goal perseverance means that you're doing something no matter what that means is to get to the goal okay to be persistent means you'll go up the mountain down the mountain up the mountain down the mountain up the mountain down the mountain to get to your destination to, to persevere means you'll go up the mountain, but if you feel like you need to go around the valley a couple times, you'll go around that valley, you'll go down in the valley, you'll go to the, next, to the left, to the right, then you come back, go back up the next mountain. Perseverance says, in any direction that I need to go, I will go in order to get to that goal, and it's not a specific action that I have to stay conform to. All right, you getting that? There's a point where a belief that we should have something it's not quite clear as a, as our, is it different than our desire mm-hmm. a strong want and many of us can get a lot of things that we desire from persistence <laughs> hello you can get a lot of stuff from persistence christ even gave the the, the persistent uh uh widow with the with the evil judge and how she was persistently asking him to to give her justice in a situation he said this is a wicked judge and he gave him justice because she was persistent persistence will get you a lot of things but persistence is not perseverance persistence does not produce faith right but let's say you strongly believe you're supposed to have something and that thing starts getting tested hello okay when it's tested it means up the mountain down the mountain up the mountain down the mountain now you can't go up the mountain Mm -hmm. but you know I need to go up the mountain in order to get closer to my goal and the mountain does not have a way for you get up it Mm -hmm. there's no way to get up the mountain there's no way to get around the mountain y'all not helping me from last week perseverance says even if I have to speak to the mountain I will do whatever is necessary, and nothing is impossible. But in order to get to that type of level with God and faith that we talked about on Wednesday, you've got to know what you really believe. On last week, we looked at the scripture. Let's go there now in Mark, I think it was, the woman with the issue of blood. We looked at Luke, and we looked at Mark. You can pick either one you want. But uh, for the sake of continuity, let's look at Luke chapter 8, starting around verse 42. And last week, we looked at this story. This is a woman with an issue of blood, and we talked about how unique her faith was that even Christ mentioned. This is is unique. Your faith has made you whole. And we looked at last week that this woman did not look at Jesus face to face. He did not give her any affirmation, or you remember this, right, that she could be healed. Most times, if we really want to believe something in order to persevere, we need to hear God say it. I need you to tell me to my face hello Jesus I'm next in the prayer line will you also heal me yes it is my desire to heal you and he'd be like yes I knew it and then boom 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 the healing this woman did not have that mm-hmm. he didn't even know she was around him right. he was not cognizant of what she needed but she knew if she could just touch the hem of his garment she'd get what she needed this is a different type of faith because she didn't even have to be affirmed about her belief yeah. 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 That's good. right we said unless well what does she believe what did she believe that really got her to look at it? We tried to talk about this on Wednesday night, and I'm going to try to break it down a little bit for you guys. You can study this some more if you'd like. But when it comes to faith in the things of God, where you can have what you ask for, it's not so much about your desire, but through that, can you get past you and see God's kingdom? how you specifically now this is the thing she had to realize on on last wednesday we talked about this the woman with the issue of blood had to believe that christ came specifically at this time to heal and deliver to heal physical bodies as a sign of his salvation for those that need to be saved from sin Mm -hmm. okay You, you make sense she could just be i believe he wants to heal me The type of belief she had, the type of faith that it just healed her without Christ's full participation, right, was because she knew something about why Christ was there. And everybody else that was pressing around him, they weren't quite understanding the full picture. They only saw that I need him to tell me that he is willing to heal me. And if you tell me that this is your will, God, I'll persevere. If you tell me it's going to work, God, I'll keep going. If you tell me the end of it, I'll keep trying. If you tell me how it'll go, if you just give me the word that it's going to do it, give me a goosebump, give me a sign, give me something, then I'll keep going. Wow. Wow. This woman did not need any of that. We covered this last week, and I'm trying to lay a foundation for those of you that were not here. But she had a type of faith that she didn't even require Christ to be like, you can be healed. She just knew that the sum total of what she had to know was that he was the son of God. The son of man, God himself. She also had to know that her condition has always meant she could not be in the temple. She had to know that he came to forgive of sin. And the only reason that miracles are being done where he's healing the physical body because being physically sick as a Jew meant you could not go into the temple. So healing the physical body was a sign that he is healing and delivering of sin. She had to know that. Not just, do you want me to be healed or not? Right? She had to know that. She had to recognize that out of all the years that I've been, it's been 12 years that I've been dealing with this sickness and all the doctors I went to, y'all don't want to help me. And none of them could fix me. And then you, Jesus, the son of God himself starts coming down my street on a day when I can't do nothing else to be healed. And I know who you are and you're here right now. I know. That I'm a part of the testimony of you being the great deliverer. We talked last week that the importance that you have to have when it comes to faith is not just believing that God can do something. Because it always boils down, but does he want to do that for you? Right Right now? You try. well, well maybe he does. Because I'm going to try. Then you realize I ain't good enough. Other people didn't get it. What makes me think I got it? I believe, I believe, I believe, I'm sure I get it. And you try to live like that. And the whole time, a little shaky. Yeah. It's a little, a little shaky. You don't want to tell nobody, cause you know you don't want to be a bad testimony or witness of Christianity. But you're like, mm, is you gonna do it? <laughs> so last week we recognized the type of faith that God is looking for is not about do you believe He's God. That's easy. Do you believe He can? That's simple reports everywhere but do you really see what he's doing now and your role specifically into what he's doing in this day this year this generation because when you see that you don't even need to look my way I know what you're here for Boop. you don't even need to acknowledge me I know why you're here oh I'm about to go to the temple I can feel I know exactly that you are here just to do this as a sign that you're gonna set us free from sin that the distance that we had with God, which is death, no longer has to be there. And so thus, since you are walking just, I mean, down my street, if I can get to you, like going to the good holies of holies, y'all don't want to help me. If I can just get to you, I I, you're going to let me in. I know you're going to let me in. I know you're going to let me in. That's what you came here for that's why I was born with this look that's why I was born with this that's why I have this problem and this problem is specific to what you are doing in your kingdom and I am a part of that specificity your divorce a part of it your marriage a part of it your sickness a part of it the loss of job a part of it the loss of my mom a part of it there is something very specific that you are doing that this type of suffering has a place holistically In your kingdom now people that can see that they have joy people that cannot see that are always struggling that you don't really recognize the sovereignty of God that as big and as loving as many people as there are he has a specific outcome for you a specific path that he made sure you played in his whole scheme of the kingdom he made you for that path and made the path for you very detailed when you break down all the creation you could say yeah he could He could do something like that—the way the butterflies and the trees and stuff be working and stuff, and and the cells and the atoms. Yeah, he he, he could do. I can see him. You know, you break it down. I can really see him being very detailed about the journey that my life is supposed to take. Being very detailed about the type of character and person I'm supposed to be. Being very detailed about the job, the school, the church, the house, the spouse, the children that I actually participated. Being very detailed about how many days I spent in the hospital. Detailed about how many months I spent in rehab. Detailed about how many days. I go without food, detailed about how many months I go without a car. He can be very detailed. Yes, yes. He can be very specific about these things. And the struggle to write this message. I struggle cause I don't like my whole soul being involved. Not on something like this, because it's too it's too hard, but nevertheless. I persevered but in my attempts to say no don't touch my heart fully I cannot concentrate intellectually if I'm constantly crying so how about I just read intellectually some stories on perseverance in the scripture you know just take it completely to the mind not to the heart so I started reading other people's sermons and topics on scriptures and stories of persistence and they're like oh the widow with the unfaithful judge she was very persistent Yeah, but that's not perseverance. Your title of your sermon says (laughs) (laughs) perseverance. Okay. She had one action that she kept doing and that's to request. She changed no other action. She just kept requesting. She was persistent, but she did not persevere. The same problem was the same problem and her action was the same action. That's persistence, not perseverance. They said, oh, okay, okay. Well, what about the blind man of uh, uh Bar Bar what the Bartimaeus? Thank you. He, he they was like, he was like, son, of, son of David, heal me. And they was like, Shut up, you blind man. He was like, No, and he's cried out even louder, heal me. I know son of David, have mercy, have mercy, heal me. And as Jesus was passing by, he just would not shut up. And he just kept yelling, 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 heal me, son of David. And even when they told him to be quiet, he yelled all the more. I said, Sir, that's not that's not perseverance. <laughs> That's persistence. The same problem and he had the same action. Y'all don't want to help me today. Hello, are you, are you with me? That's, that's still, that's, still that's, that's, that's persistence. That's not perseverance. And so I said, well, where are the scriptures and the examples of persistence versus uh, perseverance? The woman with the issue of blood is an example of perseverance. Wow. That's good. That's good. That's good. Let's look at the story again. and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood this is verse 43 of chapter 8 in Luke for how many years 12 years that's a long time to have a problem and though she had spent all of her living on physicians she could not be healed by anyone if she just saw the physicians one doctor then another doctor, then another doctor. And then maybe the seventh doctor gave her the the right remedy. She said, God healed me through this physician. But that would just be persistence. Right? So for 12 years, she kept seeing doctor after doctor after doctor. And not only did they not heal her, but her situation got worse. And she did this until she ran out of money. Introduce a new problem. Y'all are not trying to change. He's telling you how you become what he intended for you to be on your insides and thus do and be and go where he intended for you to go and do and be. That, that's, this is the system. So when she ran out of money, this now produces a second problem. I was able to keep going to the doctors and believing and trusting that God could do this. Y'all don't want to help me through the doctors somehow. And I just felt in me that this was not his plan for my life. I just believe that this is not that he had more for me. I just that he desired better for me. And I'm going to keep trying and trying and trying. And then all of a sudden, all my means of trying, gone. New problem, Uh now you ain't got no money. After 12 years, after 12 years, I was in a 12-year, going on 13-year, long-distance relationship, I still had hope. Still had hope, 12 years. At some point, you'd be like, this is a no, huh? And then when it's actually over, everybody looks at you, you're so stupid. You're so dumb. You should have saw that a long time ago. I wouldn't be with nobody that long and not he not proposed. And i will be like, yeah, that makes sense. You're probably right. At the end of the day, maybe I didn't want it bad enough. I gotta assume that. I didn't want it bad enough. I wanted, my first priority was gone my second priority was husband and children that's not true for every woman it's husband and children in god they all mesh together you can't see how they don't mesh together i could i could see very well how they don't mesh together god first top priority pleasing him then whatever he brings my way that was the order of things then that got awry because i kept that order and then when i said you know what i really need to get married get you i'm gonna dump you I'ma find somebody ready to marry me it was too late because i loved him is being married for the second being married was no longer sufficient because like an idiot I fell in love with you now you all want to help me 12 years sounds like a very long time to be hopeful and persistent trying the same thing over and over and over seems like and I'm sure people told this woman if you would have stopped wasting your money you at least would have money now you broke and sick No, that's the worst you ain't got no money and no way to be taken care of you a burden on everybody (gasps) (sighs) the very thing you was trying to make sure didn't happen is actually happening (gasps) the thing that your money was able to protect you against being a burden that is now removed and now you're afraid I might actually become a burden y'all don't want to help me today a lesser person would have been inclined to quit What's your limit? Ten years? That's what most of the If you don't marry in ten years, what's your limit? Two years? How long do you keep going down a path persistently? And it being tested and tried before you quit? Thank <laughs> you, thank you, daddy. Thank you, Daddy. You smart, right? Because there's a level that you have to go past that most don't in order to be called successful. Okay? The majority of people stop right about here. The majority of people would not go through that the majority of marriages would not go through that the majority of parents would not go through that the majority of mothers would not take that the majority of husbands would not you understand there is a majority y'all don't want to help me today and if you're going to be what they call successful in marriage successful as a parent successful in your finances you have to go past what most say is too much gotta go past that what if your situation was so crappy because he knew it would prove the love of your marriage what if he knew it what if he knew that people would look at your marriage like my mom and dad and say that was successful because anybody in the family that saw would be like "Ooh, they had their ups and downs like everybody else and but they made it and they was like Through it all, see that's successful, and we all go. It's successful because the amount of trials and tribulations they continued to endure. When everybody, at this point, I would have stopped. At this point, I ain't gonna do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that no more. I wouldn't go through that. That's where everybody stops. But what we need to know, y'all don't want to help me. do you have what it takes did God give you what is necessary for you to be successful in a situation that most people can't that's what got to figure out now we got to go from persistence to perseverance do you have what it takes Did God give you what you need lacking in nothing? Y'all don't want to help me today to make sure you had what was necessary for you to be successful in an area that most people don't have the heart, don't have the passion, don't have the desire, don't have the character, and surely don't have the perseverance. I can prove it to you in scripture. Let's back up. I ain't going to just use the narrative. I'm going to use the verse we just came out of Romans 5, 3 through 5. This woman switched up when she didn't have any money and was all gone. She didn't stop. This seeking Jesus and knowing that he wanted it from her, the desire that knowing and believing that God really wants to heal me of this, it proceeded even when her original methods failed. Most times when your methods fail, then you say, it's not for me. Y'all don't want to help me today. If I tried and it kept trying and it didn't work, then apparently it's not for me. Apparently that's not what God wants. I mean, if it changes there, then you are persistent. But if it remains past that and you start looking for new ways, maybe he'll call. Maybe he won't. Maybe God can send somebody. Maybe he won't maybe over here maybe to the doctor maybe this job maybe this time maybe this family vacation maybe when we have dinner maybe after this conversation you just start look you start looking for new ways to get to the same destination y'all don't want to help me today all of a sudden persistence moves from persistence to perseverance and this happens in what the scripture calls testing When the widow lost her money, when the, when the woman with of blood ran out of money, this began her testing. Y'all don't want to help me as long as she had money and could see how this could work, then all she needed was persistence. But persistence gives you desires. Perseverance gives you faith. And what she needed to be was an example of faith in scripture, not an example of persistence and desire. Instagram and, it's t- and t- TikTok will give you examples of persistence and desire, but it cannot give you very rarely examples of faith. Because that has to be seen over a period of person's life, and that little two minute clip is not going to be enough. It's going to keep condensing it down to persistence for you. And you're not going to see the, the blood, sweat, and tears that had to go through the marriage or the relationship or the sickness over 12 years when you see that you'd be like oh faith yes. right yes. you can read it you skim right over it you skip to just keep going really keep going with what so now when she ran out of money thus begins the testing of her faith let's look at this let's look at that Romans 5 are you there again so yes. says not only that but we rejoice we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance, or perseverance, and perseverance/slash endurance produces character. What? Produces character. What? Back up. What did I miss? Something? I thought again that having perseverance was an attribute of my character. Right, right, right. Wow. I thought that people with good character persevere, yeah. like. Good character is, you know, perseverance comes from having good character. No, again, the scripture is saying no, good character comes from persevering. Oh my! Everything that you quit on because you ran out of options. And you no longer believe that this was the will of God. Y'all don't want to help me today. <laughs> everything that you stop doing because it start costing you more than what it was giving you. <laughs> cut everything that ain't serving you. Cut everything or everything. I'm so tired of hearing that post. You got to cut everything. Love you, boo. And cut everything that's not serving you any longer. Because <laughs> it's not serving me? That's stupid. Because I I counted all joy at the end. I get to the end of the thing. If I cut it now, y'all don't want to help me. If I stop now, y'all don't want to help me. If I end it now, how do I know? Now I can see cut everything that starts to harm you. Cut any relationships that starts to abuse you. But cut them because they don't serve you. Let's just promote opportunistic behavior and bad character. You can't be in a marriage and then want to end it because it doesn't serve you the purpose of your marriage was that you might serve them did you get married in the church with a pastor because they should have told you that hey you you supposed to serve him for the rest of your life hey you you supposed to serve her for the rest of your life but what a time when they don't serve me that that that's not that's not you make a you make a vow to god and to him, in front of God, this you. He's looking at you and what you did with your marriage. That's right. so good, That's so good. Pastor. Hello? It's apart from abuse. I had to believe you need to cut that crap. All right? Yes? But nevertheless, so he says, let's, let's look. He says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance." Now, back in James, we saw that the testing of our faith produces this endurance right so our faith is tested and then we get this perseverance and this perseverance produces character okay all right when the Word of God in James says the testing of our faith it wants it has the connotation in Greek of trying to prove like Uh, An alchemist trying, or someone trying to test metal. I'm testing the metal to see what's in it. Of what substance does it have? It looks like gold. But I think if I burn it a little bit, y'all don't want to help me today. It looks like silver, but if I add a little heat to it, I'm going to be able to see what starts coming up. What draws, according to scripture, starts coming up to the surface that I might then be able to prove that that is gold, baby. That's gold right there. That's gold. What if the lord needs to test your persistence y'all don't want to help me that he might be able to prove what manner of saint you really are if you really are a christian then you'll let me go ahead and put you on the fire if you really are a believer then you'll let me set you ablaze if you really are a saint then you'll let me set your whole world on fire (laughs) this morning our bell sent me his encouragement this song, uh, this girl is on fire. Yeah. You know, I thought my bill was gonna send me something be like a Christian song, but it wasn't. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, yes, I am. <laughs> I am on fire. <laughs> Everything is burning up. <laughs> my whole life is literally in flames. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Cause at the end of the day, what will be seen is whether I'm gold. You don't want to help me today. A commentator wrote, he says, The meaning is that long afflictions born patiently or persevered by Christians show what they really are, they test his religion and prove that it is genuine afflictions are often sent for this purpose and endurance in the midst of them shows that the religion which can sustain them is from god y'all don't want to help me today persistence Looks like fool's gold. Y'all don't want to help me. Anybody can be persistent. Persistent looks like gold, baby. On Instagram, it looks like gold. It looks like silver. It looks very shiny and important. But when you put some heat to it, when you put some fire on it, when you start really turning up the heat on that marriage, turn up the heat in your body, turn up the heat in your mental state, turn up the heat in your finances, turn up the heat. Then will it approve? Not what you believe, but who gave you your belief? Yeah, Y'all don't want to help me today. It doesn't prove what you believe. God don't need you to prove Him as true. Uh-huh. Right. I'm thinking I'm doing this test. I know that you 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 know that I know it is really you. You really are God, and I want everybody to see that you really are God. Uh. Uh-uh. People see that He really is God when you get set on fire. And keep walking. Y'all don't want to hear me today. When you get set ablaze and keep moving forward, when you got hurt like nobody's business, and you still got your arms open, that's when they'll say, Ooh. That must have came from God. Because everybody can act like this, but only real believers can go past the average and be more than average. And now it's not persistence, it's perseverance. And perseverance. Produces faith. You weren't just quitting on an idea. You weren't quitting on a desire. You were quitting on something so much more. On what God was doing to prove you. I had to come to the realization that I wasn't loving for me. Only I love because God called me to love, and I'm good at it. Even when you suck at it, I'm good at it. And what it taught me is in me, that's some gold. Look at that. Did you put the gold in here. Did you really put that gold in there? Why did you put the gold in there? I thought it was all fake. I never knew, but then you said you did it, but I didn't really know. And then you set it on fire. I was like, ooh. That's gold. Look at this. Look what you 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 feel so humbled, so grateful. You, you all this time, and you, and you did this just so you could show me, y'all don't want to help me, what you really put in me. Ooh, you don't need help knowing God, you need help knowing you. So I tell people, you be nice because you're a nice person, you be forgiving because you're a forgiving person. Not because they do or don't do what you want them to do because that's manipulation. You do it because it's who you are. And at times it may feel like they're taking advantage. And at times it may feel like they don't really see you or know you. But that's not the reason why you're doing it. You're not doing it. They might know you. You're not doing it that people might understand you. You're not doing it. You're doing it because God is proving to you what kind of character you really have. It's important for you to know that it's important because the one temptation come you are like mm, 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 that's beneath me yo bro. bro you don't even know <laughs> you don't even know what it, this is. okay it's fine you ain't got to know but I know I, uh, 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 uh. you know hello yeah. okay let's let's keep going in, in Romans and I'm gonna let you go home so the testing of our faith produces perseverance I'm a test because you call the faith but then the money ran out then stuff got crazy right now if you keep going in the same goal you got to find a new way to get there because what you had wasn't doing it it stopped it ain't doing it. it and it stopped altogether. I need a new way to get there now this begins the testing the very beginning of the test of your faith this is will you go the next step we try to look at it another way Will you go find Jesus? Will you keep believing? Now that produces faith. And it's interesting because he's saying the more that you keep trying to find another way. Y'all don't want to help me. Ooh, mm-mm. Ooh, mm-mm. Ooh, mm-mm. Nope. 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 Okay. The more you keep trying to find another way, the more it is proved to you that the belief you have came from God. Because if it was from me, I would have quit. Come on now. a long time. Y'all don't want to help me. It had to been God. Cause I would have, I would have gave up a long time ago. You need that proof. You need it. You need to know that that thing came from God. And it wasn't a figment of your imagination. You need to know that it was the will of the father and not your will. And you're not gonna really know until it's been tested and tried into so all the ways that you could handle it, you can't handle it. And all the means you could do it, you can't do it. And now, when all that burns up and you still try to find even the most impossible way, well, maybe then you'll know that that thing in you came from God. Sit on down. This latter verse here, I'm going to unpack that in the B clause of this verse. And then you can go home. And character produces hope. Oh, Lord. It says once you've persevered, this character that you have is saying that we've tested it and it's been approved that you're gold. Mm -hmm. Right? Like we ran into the test of perseverance. And that's solid right there. That's good God right there definitely it that produces hope in you when you recognize hear me out according to the scripture that you were able to have the type of heart that you didn't think was ever pop When you recognize that you were able to forgive what you never thought you could forgive, when you recognize that you can start finally thinking, not thoughts of depression, but when you recognize that you are now able in you to actually its gold in here and not dross and false gold that you'll be like, well, if you can do this, you can certainly do that. If you can get me to stop in here, then you can definitely do that. If you can get me to start lashing out in here, come on, then you can definitely do that. If you can get me to stop lying, if you can get me to stop cheating, if you can get me to stop popping pills, if you can get me to stop, then certainly, certainly you can do this natural thing. You can do that. You can do that. Now you start having hope. You be looking at other people that don't have it, they would be like, I just don't know. You be like, what's wrong with you? Oh, you don't have a proof. You've been persistent, but you haven't moved to perseverance where it gives you good character. And just on the surface, when you got bad character, like on the inside, you it's hard to hope for anything. Because if the eye is bad, then everything it takes... Y'all don't want to help me today. It ain't the light. That's the problem. The problem is how you looking on the inside. It's your eye is broke. It ain't the world. It's you. It ain't the people that don't act loving. It's you. It ain't the people that are mean. It's you. It ain't the people that lie. It ain't the money. It's you. You can't hope because you have no proof of who you really are. So of course you're not going to hope. I mean, if it happened again, I'm just gonna be stuck in every time. I'm just gonna and go, go three steps forward, two steps back every time, every time. You see, that's you. Other people are like, no, nah, you never know what God might do. <laughs> I know what he about to do. What he did last time, he left me hanging. Bad character does not give you hope. And the only way to get it is to have good character. The only way to get good character is to persevere. And the only way to persevere is that your persistence has to be tried and you run out of every other solution and you're still pressing. That's it. But if you quit every time, cause I need to cut people that don't serve me. Of course you're not going to have hope that God can save, deliver and heal somebody else. Of course, you're not going to go have hope that God can change the most horrible person that you can think of in your life. Of course, you're not going to have hope that he can do a miracle because you don't have hope. You can't even see the proof in you. The proof you need is, not, is no longer out there. The Bible says the kingdom of God is within. Yeah. People say, where is the kingdom? It's over here. It's over there. It's in you. And the reason you don't have any hope is because you're not letting the kingdom be expanded in you. you're not all right so character produces hope hope does not put us to shame it doesn't disappoint that's right because whatever we hope for it's gonna happen that's not what it says it ain't gonna disappoint because God know what I hope and it's he gonna do it because he made us a covenant it's not what it says it's good cuz it's a promise it's not what he's saying in this verse remember this is about you this verse he says because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the holy spirit who has been given to us what he's addressing the point where you want to give up he says now once you have been through the storm and you persevered and you could see I'm dealing with it. I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm living with it. I wrap my mind around this, and I'm trusting and I'm faithful to God, even though I still got this issue. But I'm not doubting Him. I'm going to keep trying new ways to make sure I do what God wants me to do. You've, you've been testing that. You got good, good character. Now, that character should produce hope. Now, I've been in long-term problem situations of hope and desire. After about 12 years, it is safe to say that you start giving up hope. Mm -hmm. That's normal. Maybe for some of you, shorter time than that. Apparently, my max is about 14 years. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) All right. It's it's, it's not going to happen. I get it. Right? At this point, he says, but the hope that you had, that it would, that you got over all these years of perseverance, I'm not going to let that disappoint you. So you can give it to me. Mm -mm, mm, That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about right now. The issue now isn't down there. The issue now is that you're going to get discouraged because you still don't have it now. Like I done made it through it. I mean, I'm dealing with it. It is what it was. It is what it. Is. It is what it is. right? I just this is how it is. And that, that's survival, but it's not enjoyable. That's good, Pastor. Come on, that's good. come on, be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. It's survival. Yeah. Yeah. But it is not enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. It's not abundant living. And when the scripture say, oh, you should have life, life, more abundantly, like, it is what it is. Good luck with our life more abundantly. <laughs> it is what it is, is a placeholder, but you cannot stay there. And so the scripture then tells you how that hope currently that you have is not going to disappoint. You go, well, how? Well, the spirit of the Lord was poured into love, took the spirit of the Lord, took the love of God and poured it into your heart. So if I love God, then I should be happy about this? This sucks, because I went through all of that, and I still don't have it. And I must admit, I'm not that happy, even though I know the Lord loves me. Let's back this up. Okay? This verse, on the second half of this verse, is trying to show you something very unique. There's a movement of an objective mind to a subjective mind. Okay? Does that make sense? All right. Where we went and started first, we looked away from ourselves, one commentator says, and we looked to Christ. That was the perseverance, right? That was the endurance. That was the character. In order for me to keep going, I just can't keep looking at the doctors that's done I can't keep looking at the money that's done I need to look for Christ right so that shift you made come on y'all don't want to help me and to actually looking at Christ means I'm no longer looking in me like what can I do what can I do what next can I try what else can I do what else I'm no longer looking in here I'm looking at him going, where do you want me to be for what you about to do wow. yeah, yeah. when the Pearsons didn't get that passport situation with Jewel it's like, Pastor, did you hear God say make another call? I said no. I knew God wanted to do something. I was trying to figure out where he wanted us to be while he was trying to do something. And then I made sure I was where he wanted us to be when he tried to do something. That was it, that's all I got. And it worked, it worked. So the idea here is more about where you are. Because when you start to go through the trying of your faith and that starts producing character, that process of building that is because you looked apart outside of you and you looked outward to the Lamb of God. We all have to do that. If we're going to move from persistence to perseverance, from strong desires to faith, we can no longer, like I told you on Wednesday, make it about my healing, make it about what I need. We have to look outside of that, see the scope of what God is doing in the kingdom, see the scope of what he's doing in a generation, and it's no longer about you and your family specifically, but it's you as a kingdom mother, you as a kingdom father, you as a kingdom auntie, it's you and and what God is doing in every generation after. Now that means you have to look at him because Christ was obedient, even unto death, because he did not, he did not count his life as precious. He looked outside of him for what God really was doing and he said in turn ours, is the same way when you got to move from persistence to perseverance to really see whether your faith came from God or just a whole bunch of stuff about how you were raised. It also means you're gonna have to look at him. So now he's the object of your faith, right? Now he's it's objective. Is oh, I keep before me the dying of my Lord Savior Jesus Christ. I feel like I'm going through so much, but I look at Him being obedient to the Father. I feel like I can't take no more, but I look at Him having His cross on His back. I look at Him not being understood. Him, you just see, you say, "Ah, I can go another step." You do. I can. I can love more. (sighs) I see what you did there. (sighs) Now, this according to Scripture. This outward looking then causes a subjective mind where now the more you look at God, the more His Spirit is pouring Himself into you. Wow. And so thus you begin to look at yourself and go, I did, I did I forgive you. I'm like I forgive you. And I really, I really felt it this time. I felt it like for real, for real. I felt it. Like I really said, I love you. And I really felt that I love you. I said like, it's not a problem. And I really, really, truly felt it wasn't a problem. Oh my, oh my, you. I, I, I. This is how you do it. This is what you felt on the cross. This is how you had so much empathy. This is how you said forgive them but they don't know what they do. This is oh, and I feel that. now this subjective reality gives you hope and that does not disappoint because then you go if you are who you are and I see you definitely are who you are and I know you are definitely who you are because then I see what you did in me that ain't I couldn't even done that you did this in me then thus I could see that you gonna take care of all of this ain't you Yes, you are. Every last bit of this about to get taken care of. It's all gonna be good. You, I can count it all joy. I can count all my trials and tribulations. All joy. It's about to be all right. It's about to be all right. Standing all over the house. It's about to be all right. I finally get to see what you about. You about some stuff, man. You getting some stuff done. I can see how you like organize. How me and this person we got together, and then I saw this, and then we did this and this. And that's the kingdom, and I can see how the my, how the spirit of God is like moving in this generation. And I got a gift to do this, and you start seeing it. And he like, Oh. Then I see. I see You 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 did something to me. I I I, I would have been failed last time. I did. You you. And all of a sudden, you've got hope for nations. You've got hope for the brokenhearted. You've got hope for the weary. Come on now. Now you believe it is possible. You can say fully, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. He said, nothing's impossible. It's a mountain, I can't go around it. I can't go over it. I can't go through it but I know God wants me to be there I guess the mountain has to move I see my Jesus out on the troubled sea and I, my boat can't get to him hello somebody and I don't know how to get to him and he tells me to come and I don't see I don't see any ground and, and, I, and the boat can't move any further and he says come and I go I guess I have to walk on water the enemy's on my back y'all don't want to help me today And I can't move any further because there's a sea in front of me, but I know he's called me to the other side of this thing. So I guess the sea has to part. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into you by the spirit of the Lord. The altar is open if you're in need of repentance, if you're in need of salvation, come down and raise your hand so we can pray a prayer of salvation for you. If you need to rededicate your life, because I've been doing faith all wrong, the altar is open. If you forfeited some prime times of proving, you're saying, Lord, strengthen me that I might take the next test, that I might see the substance that you're making me and have hope, the altar is open. If you've been too pessimistic, too negative, too angry, too frustrated, too hurt, too mad, the altar is yours. You're the one that needs to come. If you run out of patience, this altar is for you. You need the Lord to restore your endurance, to restore your perseverance. If it's hard for me to see the good and all I see, the first thing I see is the bad. Come on, the altar's for you. Come on, come on, lay that down. Lay it down. The first thing I think of is all the things that can go wrong and not all the things that can go right. Come on, the altar is for you today. Come on, talk to the Lord. You need this. You can turn it up just a little bit. Come on, talk to him. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him. Come on, soften your heart before the father.